Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. If you have your Bibles this morning, I invite your attention to St. Luke chapter number 1, Gospel of Luke chapter number 1. And I want to read a few verses there, starting with verse 26. Luke chapter number 1 and verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when he saw, or when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall these, or how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth shall hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, I love this verse, nothing shall be impossible. I want to read that again. For with God. Nothing shall be impossible. Notice verse 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Notice what she said. Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. I want to preach from this thought uh, this morning. I feel this so strongly on my heart, especially for this Mother's Day. I want to preach the power of a well-placed amen. The power of a well-placed amen. 
Would you lift up your hands and your voices with me and let's pray together right now that the Lord God of heaven would bless, nurture, and help us in this service. His spirit would speak to us in our hearts in this place. We need a word from the Lord this morning. Would you lift up your voice and let's pray aloud. Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to move. I'm praying, Lord, for your will to be accomplished here. There's needs in this place that only you can satisfy and meet. And I'm praying that you would do so in the lovely name of Jesus. We thank you for it right now. Would you give praise to the Lord and thanks to the Lord? Praise God. Thank you for standing. I need Brother Dylan to help me out with that water a little bit. (laughs) He got training last week. If you weren't here, he got a crash course. How to handle or be the water boy. I appreciate him doing that. I want to talk to you about the power of a well-placed amen. In Luke chapter number 1, when Gabriel visited Mary, and we know this to be the Christmas story, and it's very familiar to us and something that we reflect on each year, but I would like to take it at this time and show you something out of the Word of the Lord that he has spoken to my heart. But when Gabriel visited Mary, he saluted her with what would be considered a very elaborate commendation, especially for that day. You understand in that day, women were not regarded as they are in our day. And the angel Gabriel spoke to her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And it was an extraordinary thing, such an extraordinary situation that Mary seems to be somewhat startled by it initially. Because in verse 29 she says, And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, And cast in her mind, in other words, she was considering this and reflecting on what he was saying, what manner of salutation this should be. What does this really mean? What is the angel of the Lord speaking to me? And then Gabriel went on to explain to her that what was conceived in her was of the Holy Ghost. And that in due time she would give birth to a son. And this would be the Messiah that she all of her life had been taught about that was coming to be a Savior for her people. And so you can only imagine all of the things that were flooding her mind at this moment. Almost like a gate that was opened and just a flood of all kinds of thoughts that were entering into her mind because... She is now realizing that what she has heard and has been recounted to her over and over again from the prophet Isaiah on about the coming Messiah and how that he would be born of a virgin and he would come and be a savior for his people, that God was actually going to use her, that God's hand was going to be that she was chosen as a vessel that God would use. And as she is considering all of this and probably wondering how it's all going to take place, she says, how 
shall this be, seeing I know not a man? This is humanly an impossibility. And the angel went further to explain and says, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And then he reminded her, and we often use this to encourage ourselves, for with God nothing shall be impossible. That is a very encouraging statement. And I know that that was said in context of this story, but I think it's applicable to every one of our lives at different periods, that when we look at impossible situations that we face and that we go through, maybe it's a negative doctor's report, maybe it's a financial crisis, maybe it's a broken family situation that seems impossible to fix, and maybe it is humanly, we can look at this verse of Scripture and say, With God, nothing shall be impossible. Without God, there's a lot of impossibilities. Without God, there's a lot of situations that cannot be fixed. Without God, there's a lot of things that cannot be restored. But with God, nothing, it doesn't matter what you name, what you list, what you've been praying about, what you've been considering in your mind, what you have on your heart this morning, what, what you came in this service burdened with, nothing is impossible with God. It doesn't matter if it's physical, it doesn't matter if it's financial, it doesn't matter if it's a spiritual need, it doesn't matter if it's a family crisis. Whatever the situation is, I want to just stop right there and halt everything and remind you that nothing is impossible. It's not just for Mary's day, but it's for you and I's day. It's not just for those times of antiquity, but it's for us right now. In this situation, God can work, God can heal, God can restore, and God can save. And sometimes when we think about salvation, that is the most extreme for us to get our minds around when it comes to some people because we think of their lives and how intertwined with sin that they are and how mixed up their lives are and how out of sorts their lives are by decisions and choices that they have made. And we say, you know, it seems like to me that would be an impossibility that they would ever serve God. But I have seen God moved on the most wretched individuals. I've seen God work in the lives of people that seem the furthest away from Him. In fact, I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul who stood on uh, that mount above the city of Athens uh, on Mars Hill. And he made the statement to those people that were idol worshippers that seemed so far away from God. And he said, it's real simple, guys. He said, God is not far from any one of you. You may think you're a long ways away from God, but he's as close this morning as the mention of his name. He's just a prayer away, as we like to say. He's just as much as you are willing to exercise your faith and say, God, I believe your word. I believe the promises of your word. I believe you're able to move in my situation. I believe you're able to touch my life. I believe you're able to work in my need. I believe you're able to touch my body. I believe you're able to heal and restore my family. I believe you're able to put my marriage back together again. Come on, make it personal this morning. God, you you can do it for me if I'll just believe you according to your word. And so this is where Mary gives this 
classic response. Just after hearing that statement the angel makes to her, for with God, nothing shall be impossible, she gives her classic response that I want to focus on this morning and impress upon your mind. She says, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me. That statement closely coincides with the word that we use for a man. When we say a man, really what we are saying is, let it be so. And as you look back in history and begin to study this word, a man, and the uses of the word a man, even beginning with the Hebrew culture, this Hebrew word, unlike many others, and really what makes it different from many other words is they have came through different languages and translations, and those words have been changed. And we have to go back to the original language to get the meaning of that. And and uh, we have to go back to the original language to discover how it was used in the context that it was used. But there is an unusual thing about the word amen. It is It has survived thousands of years even from its original in the Hebrew. And it still basically remains unchanged. It means the same thing. It is used as an affirmation of faith for the word of God. It is used oftentimes when we hear preaching going forth. We say amen. And there's a reason for that that I'll explain in just a moment. It's used to express agreement. It is used at the conclusion of formal prayers. It's even used in light-hearted situations. It's used in songs and it's used in sermons and it's used in scripture many times to affirm the forever settled word of God. And one of the first places that we see the usage of the word amen implemented in scripture is all the way back in the book of Deuteronomy. Now you understand that during uh, the times of the writing of the book of Deuteronomy, this is a time that God has called his people out of Egypt and he is establishing them as a nation, as a people, and he's giving them laws. They had lived as sojourners. They had lived as nomads in other nations among other people and just a small band and group of people. But now God has blessed them and they've multiplied and they've become a nation. And now they are being established and governance is being created for them by God and being given to Moses. And Moses is going to pass it on to the people. And so there's many different commands that are given and statutes that are offered And in Deuteronomy 27, some of those statutes and laws are being listed there. And a very unique thing happens. He tells them things that they are commanded as a people to do. And he tells them, if you disobey these commands, there is a curse that is going to come upon you. You've been blessed as a people. You've been prospered as a people. I brought you out of Egypt to this point, so I'm going to require some things of you. Some people wonder why God could require us to live a certain life. 
and us to be obedient to his word. Well, because he has delivered us and because he has blessed us and because he has saved us, wouldn't you think the God of all of heaven could require a few things of us for all that he's done and the sacrifices that he's made to bring us to this point? And more than anything, the reason why he gives us his word to live by is so we won't have to go back from what he delivered us out of. He said, so that you don't have to go back to Egypt, so that you don't have to go back to that lifestyle of bondage, so that you don't have to go back being a servant and a bondwoman or a bondman. You, I'm going to give you some laws as a nation, and if you'll abide by them, you'll continue to prosper and be blessed. But if you disobey them, there's a curse that comes. And each one of these, there's 12 of them, in the 27th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy that is listed there. And after each one of them, he said, there's a curse if you disobey. And the unusual thing is, is it is said at each one of those verses, and all the people shall say, Amen. He tells them, this is what I want you to do. This is what's going to be required of you. This is the commandment and the statute that you're to live by. And all the people, not some of the people, not just those that agree, not those that just want to, not those that feel like it. He said, all the people in unison shall say, Amen. And there's 12 of them. Uh, for instance, he said, uh, in this curse be uh, he that removes his neighbor's landmark. Many of you remember that particular command. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. And he lists 12 of them right in a row throughout the 27th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And then when he moves to the 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, he begins to tell them of the blessings that's going to come. He said, you're going to be blessed in the city. You, you, we sing about it. You're going to be blessed in the field. You're going to be blessed going in and coming out. And over and over again, there's about nine or ten blessings that are given to them. But at the end of those blessings, there's no command for all the people to say amen. Why is that? Because nobody has trouble saying amen to the blessings. You don't have to give a command for anybody to say amen when, when the preacher is talking about blessings or when the pastor's up talking about the blessings of the Lord. It just comes natural to us. But what God is saying, if you could say amen in the 27th chapter to the statutes and the commands that I give you to obey and to live by, then you'll be blessed and it'll be easy for you to say amen when you get to the 28th chapter. I'm going to tell you, if you'll learn how to say amen when you don't understand If you'll learn how to say amen when you don't know why. When you'll learn how to say amen just in obedience and faith to the word of God. There's blessings that come. There's goodness that comes. Amen. He'll bless you in the city. He'll bless you in the field. He'll bless you going in and coming out. He'll bless your family. He'll bless your home. He'll bless you physically. He'll bless you financially. If you'll learn how to say amen. Let the church say Say amen today. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and give praise to the Lord. So, the thing that I really want to underscore and impress upon your minds is where this amen, if you will, is placed when Gabriel, the messenger angel, comes to her and delivers 
this surprising, startling, what may have even seemed to her outlandish statement that you, who is a peasant, you, who basically comes from nowhere and nobody knows, you have God chosen. There's something special about you, and you're highly favored among women. Of all of the people of Israel, God has looked down and chosen you. And when he tells her what is going to take place, and you can you can only imagine how she's rocking and reeling and trying to grasp and trying to get a hold of this, and she only has but a short time to do it. You know, when the word of God goes forth, when the preaching of the word of God goes forth, sometimes it can almost be startling. Sometimes it can come across with such bold proclamation that we're taken aback by it or surprised by it. Can God really do that? Is God really willing to do that? Can God really do what I've been asking or praying for him to do? Or maybe it even goes beyond the pale of what we've even considered God wants to do in our life. When when talking in terms of revival and maybe even talking in terms of how God wants to use us and the blessing that God wants to bestow and pour out upon us. And, and we had a, a, a limited view of what we thought God was able to do but when when the preacher preaches or when the message comes and and when we receive the word of God sometimes it can be startling to us has anybody ever been startled by the word of God that came to you with such authority through the anointing of the Holy Ghost with such a force uh, that you 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 said it wasn't that I don't want to believe it it isn't that I don't want to embrace that it isn't that I don't want to accept that but I just wonder is it possible I just wonder wonder if it can happen. I just wonder. I know God may be able to do that for somebody else, but can God really do it for me? Can he really move in my life? Can he really work in my situation? Can he really touch me and, and heal and, and deliver and set free and use or, or maybe anoint or maybe it's a blessing that God wants to bestow or pour out upon you. Can, can, can God really touch my finances? Can really he put my family? I mean, it's a mess. It's a situation. It, it would take a total miracle. Amen. I want to remind you that with God, nothing shall be impossible. If you'll just believe Him, if you'll just embrace Him, if you'll just receive the Word, just like Mary, let it be according to your Word. I'm not going to doubt your Word. I'm not going to back up at your Word. I'm not going to stand idle when your Word is given. I'm going to say amen, preacher. I'm not just going to sit and say, well, we'll see, but I'm going to say amen preacher I'm not going to sit and say well I don't know we'll see if he's a false prophet or not but I'm going to say amen I'm going to embrace the word of God because I believe the promises of God are yea and amen praise God why don't you clap your hands and let's give praise to the Lord right now Hallelujah. 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 Somebody let's worship him together right now. Somebody's getting a hold of what I'm saying. Somebody's grasping what I'm talking about. Amen. When before the miracle happens. When before the prayer is answered. When before the healing takes place. When before your child comes back. When before the financial blessing comes. You're able to say amen. God tells us through word that it will come to pass. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him a wave offering all across this building. 
Some people never fully grasp that. You know, we've been conditioned. It's just the way it is in our human nature, and maybe even traditionally in Pentecost, that we wait until after the prayer is answered. We wait until after the fulfillment of the promise to rejoice. We wait until things start shaking and moving in our lives before we respond to God. But faith goes before. Faith says amen at the word. When the word is given. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't have time, but I could talk about how at the word of God, how the world was framed together by the word of the Lord. How that it's the word of God that stands when everything else passes away. How that it's the word of God that you can trust in even when you don't see and you don't feel and you don't have any emotional connection to it and you don't, you don't, you don't understand how it's going to happen and logically you can't see how you can get to, from point A to point B or C. You don't even know how it's going to happen at all. It doesn't seem like it's really even something within the realm of possibility. But that person that has faith says amen because it's the word of God. I don't need anything else. I don't need a clue. I don't need a a little something to go on at first. I don't need a feeling. I don't need a certain emotion. Nobody has to show me a prelude. All I need is the word, preacher. All I need is the word. If I can get the word, that's all I need. If you give me a word, that's all I need. I'll step out on that word. I'll respond according to that word. Amen. I'll worship in the Word. I'll dance in the Word. Amen. I'll praise in the Word. I'll shout if necessary in the Word. What are you doing? You haven't seen your miracle yet, but I got a Word. Amen. I got a Word. I can worship God. I can praise the Lord because I have the Word. I say amen. So be it. So be it. It's going to happen as sure as I'm standing here. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and let's give praise to the Lord. You know what I feel like doing right now? I feel like there's some of you that received a word. You received a word last Sunday night. Amen. And the devil's tried to creep up and tell you that it isn't going to happen, that it isn't going to take place, uh, that there's no way. It's an impossibility. You might as well go back to living like you were living and surviving like you were surviving and existing like you were existing. It's never going to take place. I say the devil's a liar, and you need to step out of where you are right now, out of your pew, and give a little shout of praise to God and say amen. I want you to step out and say amen. I want you to lift your voice and give praise to the Lord and say amen. I want you to give a thanksgiving to God and say amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise. I refuse to be discouraged. I refuse to be let down. I refuse to accept anything but the promises of God. There's two or three of you that I feel like in my spirit. You didn't do it because the devil still has you a little bit intimidated. I'm going to give you one more chance. Get out in that aisle right now and say amen. Amen. If you got to step out of it, it's nothing but a whisper. Say amen to God. Say amen to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's give him some praise right now across this place. She didn't understand. She didn't know how. There was absolutely no precedence for it. Nothing for her to pattern it and go by and say, well, that's happened before. You know, a lot of times when we've seen things happen, we can believe God for it happening for us. Amen. But she didn't have any of that. She didn't fully comprehend. Yet, she said, amen. And so I read on down. And she said, so be it. According to thy word. And the angel departed. The messenger's gone. He's left. The feeling's gone. The emotion's out of the room. Church is over, if you will. Dismissals came. What are you going to do now? Bible said that Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. This was her uncle, uncle and aunt. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Whence is this to me? And the mother of the Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be performance performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Confirmation came to her. I'm going to tell you, if you just say amen and keep walking with God in faith, you'll receive a confirmation that the, that the word you received was not a lie. You don't have to doubt. It won't be very long. You'll receive another confirmation. Aren't you thankful that God gives us? We may not see the fulfillment, but if we get another confirmation, we know we're on the right track. We know we're going the right direction. We know we're walking towards our fulfillment of our promise. We may not see it fulfilled just yet, but i got to keep walking in the right way. i got to keep having faith. i got to keep trusting God. And the Bible says uh, that she received a confirmation that it's going to happen just, it's going to be performed just like the word of the Lord was told. Told you. And Mary said, listen to what she did. She said amen when she didn't understand. When the preaching was something she didn't understand, she said amen. She said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For he, behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. She didn't even think it was possible when it was first spoken to her. She didn't see how it was going to happen. But now, but now because she had a well-placed amen, because she was willing to say yes when it looked like no was the logical answer. She was willing to say yes and agree with the word when everything in her wanted to disagree with it. When everything in her wanted to doubt. She had faith and she had a commitment that said, I'm going to embrace the word of God. The Bible says as a result 
to the power of her well-placed amen, she was able to magnify the Lord and praise the Lord and a confirmation that God is going to do this exactly what His Word says He will do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That ought to make somebody's heart want to leap for joy. That ought to make somebody get excited here this morning. That ought to make somebody want to praise the Lord here this morning. He has showed strength with his arm. And he has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their heart. He had put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich hath he sent empty away. He hath upholden his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. He has spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to the seed, to his seed forever. She's hailing back to a promise that was made. You know, a similar promise was made to Abraham out of your seed. Out of your seed. I'm gonna make a mighty nation. Abraham could have said, are you joking? He could have said, how is this going to happen? Sands of the sea, star. You know how many sand granules there are underneath my feet, Lord. I mean, just under my feet. You're, you're talking about all the seashore. You're talking about everywhere around me. And and, and I, I could tell you that it would seem impossible, just the ones I'm in contact with right now, for, for you to multiply me to have enough uh, just to feel that. Uh, but he said beyond that, and the stars of the sky, he said you can't number them. You can't. It's impossible. He said I'm going... I'm going to bless your seed and you're going to give birth to a nation. And it seemed like it wasn't something that happened overnight. It wasn't something that he had a real feeling for at first. But he said, I want you to leave the air of the Chaldees. And the Bible says, so Abraham departed. And he went out to what the Lord had told him. He didn't wait. He didn't hesitate. He didn't question. He didn't say, well, if you'll give me another sign, I'm going to put out a fleece. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No. He said, I'm just going to say amen to it. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just going to grasp a hold of it. I'm just going to hold on to the Word of God. And if I can get the Word of God in my heart, I know God will take care of the rest. And so Mary, now thousands of years later, is looking back to that promise. And she said, you know, just like He did it for him, He can do it for me. He can do it for me. He can make a womb. Amen. That is not known a man. Give birth. Amen. To the Messiah. The Son of the living God that has come as a Savior for His people that are down a cross and now looking down through thousands of years, you're going to see that blood is going to touch the lives of thousands, millions of people that will believe and trust and say, Amen! Amen! I wonder there's somebody that will stand your feet right now, lift up your hands and say, God, help me to believe your word. Help me to say amen this morning. Somebody needs to give praise to him. Somebody needs to lift up your voice. Somebody needs to let faith swell up. And grow in your heart to the place that you can't hold it back anymore. You just gotta, you just gotta burst forth with worship. 
You just got to burst forth with prayer. You know, sometimes you can hold it back. Sometimes you can hold it down. But that once in a while, you just got to kick loose and say, God, I believe you according to your word. I believe it. Just like that book says it. I believe the promises of God. Revelation chapter number 3 verse number 14 found something interesting Jesus is speaking to the church of Laodicea which was one of the seven churches of the book of Revelation seven churches of Asia and he says unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write these things saith thee amen Titles, if you will. One of the characteristics, if you will, that is given, or he affixes to himself. Say it, amen. The faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. We need a one God scripture, there you go. Amen. He these things saith thee amen somebody said well I still don't get it I can tell amen what that really means is or what I get out of this is that because of a well placed amen way back there when the angel Gabriel visited a, a little damsel by the name of Mary a little girl it seemed like the least likely. One that nobody knew. Nobody had been introduced to. Because she, when the word of God came, she didn't balk, she didn't back up, she didn't hesitate, but she embraced it. And she said, let it be. According, amen. Because of her well-placed amen, we get this Amen. Because of her well-placed amen, we get the Messiah. We get a Savior. You never know what will come out of somebody agreeing with the Word of God. You never know what will come out of somebody just just embracing the Word of God. Not arguing with, not debating with, not questioning, not trying to find fault with, not excusing themselves. But somebody says, you know what? I don't have to understand everything, but I just embrace it. I don't have to have it all figured out logically, but I just embrace it. I don't know all the nuances of it, but I just embrace it. And I say, amen. Amen. Let it be according to your word. There's somebody in this house, if you need a miracle, I want you to slip up your hand right now. If you need a touch from God, I want you to slip up your hand right now. You need God to speak to you in a specific way. I want you to slip up your hand right now. Now I want you to take that other hand and lift it along with that one. Amen. And I want you to step out in that aisle and make your way to this altar.